For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons, and today I'm here with three BYU-Idaho students, Melissa Wilson, Chris Neenstead, and Natalie Johnson. Melissa and Chris conducted a study looking into the unique dating culture we have here at BYU-Idaho. So, Chris and Melissa, can you tell me a little bit more about what this study was all about? Well, we were looking into a couple different things. Um, We wanted to see how the unique culture was affecting the dating life of students. Um, And we were looking into things like expectations, um, concerns that people had. What else would you say, Chris? Basically, we wanted to get an idea of, yeah, just kind of the general idea of what students at BYU-Idaho living in Rexburg experience as they date. Um, What we did is we separated men and women because... Obviously, the genders have a different bit of a different experience between the two. And then we asked people a few questions, got the responses, and we ran some statistics based on the, the answers that we got to kind of see what the most commonly agreed upon experiences were uh, that students told us. And so take me through the initiation of this study. How did you come up with this idea and why did you want to do it? So, basically, we consulted with our uh, research professor, uh, Dr. Rob Wright, and we actually, so we conducted focus groups. We brought people in a room, six to ten people, asked them, you know, specific questions. But what we want to do is we want to end up sending out a survey um, every semester to kind of get a little bit more information generally. I mean, we only sampled a total of, like, Between men and women, 50, 60 students total. Not a lot. I mean, there's over, you know, 18,000 students here, I think. So we want to be able to, we did this study to inform, kind of get the ground level of what we can put together, a survey to ask more people about dating. And that's kind of what this specific project laid the the foundation for, just to to kind of reach out and just better understand, help people understand, because dating is scary. So we want to kind of be a little bit better informed, maybe help people navigate some of those waters. So is one of your hopes with this study is so that other people feel more comfortable dating or that they know how to do it better at, you know, a place like BYU Idaho where dating is such a huge part of the culture? I I think so. Um, I think on our end, like a research lab end, we could, you know, put together some information like a pamphlet or maybe a presentation in a class like a a Psych 111 class, you know, something that a lot of people have access to. And just to kind of say, hey, these are the things that other students have said, and this is the experience that you might be able to expect. I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but, you know, if you have a lot of people saying, hey, this is what happened when I was here, this is the kind of things I saw, this is the kinds of things I did, that kind of thing. And so in this study, you conducted the study with men and women. What are some of the differences that you found between the two that were pretty significant? Well, we haven't fully compared the two because we've been trying to keep them very separate because as researchers, it's really easy to bring in your own biases and see how your results are different from other people's. And so we tried to keep them separate throughout the process um, just to increase the internal validity and external and everything like that. Um, But we did notice some differences. Um, I think Chris could actually better answer that better than I could. Yeah. So 
the major, at least for the men, because the cool thing of what we did was we had only male researchers talk to the male participants and only female researchers talk to the female participants. So I don't, like, uh, you know, being a man myself, I don't know anything that the women actually said. I haven't even looked at the transcripts or anything. What I can tell you from the men's perspective, um, the general overall themes that we saw, some of them are, are pretty similar, but I think the specific ones that were different in response to the question, what is a quality date? Men actually focused on the monetary value, the money they had to spend on the date. That was a big and very agreed upon theme that I don't think was in the women's at all. It didn't come up really at all, actually. Yeah. And that's, I I thought that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't think that that would come up whatsoever, even in the men's focus groups that we did. Um, another thing that was interesting, and I bet this was actually similar, but I was surprised that the men brought it up at all was safety. Like what are dating concerns for students on campus is safety. I feel like that's not as intuitive to men as it is to women. I think that was probably more of a similarity, but that came up in yours as well. Yeah, that topic was mentioned more than I was actually anticipating, and I was anticipating it to come up a lot. Um, But that was a huge concern. And we didn't dive into that topic too much because we wanted to respect privacy and make sure that all of our participants were protected in that sense. Um, But it was definitely brought up, and the sisters on this campus are definitely aware of that. And what are some of the questions that you asked participants? So... The big ones were, what is a quality date? You know, what is the dating culture like here in Rexburg? We also asked um, dating concerns. And then the, I think the coolest one, I don't know about you, Melissa, I thought it was cool of what men's expect, what men thought women expected of them and then what men expected of women. I don't know if you saw anything interesting with that. Yeah, that one was definitely my favorite to look into and come up with themes and labels for. And there were some different perspectives depending on the ladies but there were some big themes one of them which is traditional dating standards um, came up every single time when people usually had pretty strong opinions about it Um, and it was just fun to kind of dive into those and see what sisters are really expecting on these kind of dates and what are they expecting on these dates (laughs) well most of them I mean, the label is traditional dating standards, and that can is kind of broad. But the women expected that they were gentlemen. The men opened the doors for them. Um, they usually expected them to pay for the first date, and then that changed going on, whether like how serious they got, um, and just like chivalry was kind of just a big thing. They wanted them to come to their door, meet their roommates. Um, talk to them in person, ask them out in person instead of texting or Snapchatting them. Or they wanted a form- formal date as well. So I'm kind of interested to know, because I grew up in California where I never went on any official date. Boys just don't ask girls out on dates in California. And when I came out to Idaho, it was very normal to ask a girl on a date. Did you see anything based off of you know a state that someone was from or a culture that someone came from that kind of determined their answers? I don't know if we investigated, like, individual, like, where people were from. What what we did ask, at least I know I kind of got this, and I think I even asked it explicitly, was, is the dating culture in Rexburg weird? <laughs> is it different? Is it unique? And everyone was, it was a resounding yes. Um, I think we had one or two people that were from 
Idaho. And I'm not from Idaho personally either. And that was kind of my opinion as well. It was very unique to me when I came here. But I think that's the general kind of the general consensus. And it's probably similar for people even who are from here, just coming to college. But one of the big things, and I don't remember if this was something that um, a major theme of of your guys' focus groups for the women, um, religiosity. Religion plays a huge role in the dating culture. And that sounds kind of obvious, but there was a lot of talk about how you know, there are a lot of religious standards and probably a lot of religious undertones as well that you might not expect that kind of enter into the dating game that are there. You know, things like, did you serve a mission or, you know, do you go to church? Are you, are you planning on being an, an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? You know, how do you feel about what are your standards? You know, those kinds of things played a huge role in, um, like, describing the dating culture. It was probably the most consistent theme throughout all of our focus groups, at least on the men's side. I don't know about. Yeah, I would say that it definitely came up. I felt like, I don't know if it was just the groups that I ran, um, but there were some like completely different perspectives as well, where they said that, yes, like religion is important, but there was also a lot of women who were like, it doesn't matter to me if they're a return missionary or not. It's more like where they're at with their testimony now that was a big theme but it was kind of cool to see that they weren't as focused on like their traditional things of whether they served a mission or whether they were raised in the church things like that that I was expecting to see more of um but yeah I would definitely say when they described the dating culture religion was probably the first thing that was mentioned every focus group I ran so that's so interesting and how did you choose participants like Natalie? How did you go about choosing the people that you questioned and interviewed? We went to different classes. We we mostly went to Psych 111, like the intro to Psych class, which is nice because you have a lot of people who aren't psychology majors take that class. It's a general, um, you can choose it to as to fulfill a general like science credit, I think. Uh, but we also went to, I think it was health psychology classes as well. We just asked people, hey, are you single? Are you over 18? Because we want to have, you know, proper consent from a legal adult. And uh, would you be willing to participate? And most people have two cents to put in on dating. <laughs> so a lot of people were really interested in just kind of giving us their thoughts. And Natalie, from the other side, from being questioned and having to give these answers, how was your experience with that? Yeah, so it was a lot of fun, I felt like. So it kind of reminded me of, I bet you lots of people have had these experiences where you're like in a group of friends and then you guys just start talking about like how dating is going and what kind of expectations you have for dating and you try to get like different perspectives from each other. And especially like if you're just in a group of girls, like when we were in our focus groups, um, you're like, you feel a lot more open to sharing like some experiences, like definitely in this focus group, we were sharing like, little stories about like that first day or things of like that. But it was just a lot of fun to see other people's perspectives on dating and what they were going through and how like different ways of dating can be fun. Like, I guess a lot of people were talking about how using like the mutual app and then we like 
people would have some ideas about how to like have fun with that and like make it into more of a group date. So it was kind of interesting to hear other people's expectations and kind of like their experiences with dating. And if I'm not mistaken, you're recently married, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how would you describe your dating experience in Rexburg now that you're married? Looking back, you've kind of meet the end goal, right? Um, how would you describe your experiences and maybe what advice would you give to single students on campus that are continuing to go on dates? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting when I was asked to do this research um, to be a participant. Um, I was single at the time. I had not even been on a single date with my hu- my husband now. Um, but then when I actually did the focus group, I had just barely been on like one or two dates with him. So it's kind of interesting, um, kind of like my perspective in that moment versus other people because I had seen like a glimpse of hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before that, um, I had been at Rexburg for like almost a year at that point and I felt like the first semester I was a little bit more shyer so I put on like maybe one or two dates that whole semester and then the next semester I kind of tried out some new things so I went country dancing I put myself out a little bit more Um, and so that was kind of overwhelming when you try hard, like when you put a little bit of effort, what I realized is people reciprocate. So then I was being asked on like five dates in one weekend and I was like, this is overwhelming. And then that spring semester, I got mutual because I wanted to go on more dates with cute boys. (laughs) I was like, I'm sick of going. Well, i I don't know, like I would find people interesting, but I didn't find them physically appealing. (laughs) And so I I got mutual and I started using that. But then I had like the opposite. Well, I had some good experiences with that. And I went on some group dates with that, which were good. But it was honestly through good friendships that had other friendships. So that's how I found my husband. So I definitely recommend having good friends who have kind of the same standards as you. And as they have good friends that happen to be the opposite sex, you guys can get together and like do game nights and things like that. But I wouldn't discourage anyone from going out and just meeting random people at like, say, country dancing or any other activities, either on campus or outside of campus or trying out mutual because I did have some fun dates and um, definitely making that into like more of a group thing where you do get a message by a guy and you're like, wait, can I invite my roommate and you invite one of your roommates and we could make this like a group thing. So that's really good advice. Thank you. And Melissa and Chris, you mentioned that you submitted your work to the Rocky Mountain Psychological Association and they have a conference coming up this spring, right? So what are you hoping will happen at this conference, and what is this conference all about? Well, this will be my first conference I've been to. Um, Chris went to one last year, so he can probably share a little (laughs) bit more than I can. Um, But it's really just an opportunity for um, students and professors to share what they've been researching um, and uh, network, things like that. Chris, what's your take on it? No, that's that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, it's really cool to share just kind of the things that we've been working on. Uh, this research is very specific. I mean, we're we're only we're not trying to make 
dating claims about any other people out there because, <laughs> I mean, that's what we're focusing on is the unique culture of, of BYU-Idaho. But it's still cool to kind of share with others how research is done, have other people kind of – and you can have people come up to you and give insights. We're hoping to plan, uh, present a couple posters, one for the women's focus groups and one for the men's um, because they're so kind of unique. But we're hoping to kind of meet people – you know, offer some information. Hopefully it helps some people out, maybe get some feedback from people and saying, oh, I really liked how you did this, or maybe this is like another way you could have looked at this. But it's really cool to, to see what other people have to, to bring to the table, what other people and other universities even are studying right now. Um, and maybe even talk to people who have looked at dating or hopefully people that are, you know, might gain something useful out of um the dating culture here, even if they're not from here. <laughs> I don't know exactly how that would work, but um, maybe it could. You never know. What is the most interesting thing that you will be taking away after doing this study? I would say that no matter how many similarities you do find in other people's responses, um, there's always going to be major outliers who have completely different perspectives. Um, and even in a culture where you think so many people have the same values and ideologies there are still people who are just so different from you and no matter how much information or how good your labels or I guess how much people agree um, with other with one another there's still going to be people who say that is not how it is and they're going to have different perspectives. I'm kind of interested to see what uh, Natalie as a participant like what you got out of the study from Um, your perspective. Like, in the actual focus group, like, listening to other people and not just sharing my perspective at the time, I think I learned a lot about being open, and I felt like, at least in the girls' group, there was a lot of girls who were very closed off to dating, and it kind of sounded scary. So I've kind of learned from that and hearing my own friends' perspectives on dating that when you're kind of in a closed mindset about it, then you're not going to have good experiences. But when you're just in an open, I don't know, kind of more just go with the flow, then you tend to have better experiences. So that's kind of what I noticed. Yeah, I would say kind of similar to what they both said, no one has it figured out. That was it was kind of funny to see all the different perspectives on dating for men, how they all approached it, what they all thought of it. It's And... Men and women both don't have it figured out. <laughs> it was so funny to to kind of look what I do know about the women's focus groups and what I have seen of like the transcripts and whatnot. It's funny how much people want and expect the same things. They just go about it in very different ways. Um, people want, at least at BYU-Idaho, you know, people want uh, someone who's going to be with them for a long time, you know, an eternal marriage even. You know, people want someone who's probably going to be religious. You know, they want someone with standards. They want someone who will respect them. And it's so funny to me how it's it can be a really long and arduous journey finding the right person. And it probably should be um, if you consider how long you're probably going to be with this person. But it's funny to me how, like, similar men and women are, but how different those things get expressed. So I thought that was really cool. Well, your study was fascinating 
And I'm happy that I was able to learn more about it today. Thank you so much, Chris, Melissa, and Natalie for coming in and explaining it and talking about it. And good luck at the conference. Thank you for coming in today.